0: Hello and welcome to Canada Reads American Style. I'm Shauna, tonight's host and moderator of our Canada Reads 2020 finale recap. Please know that we are not affiliated with CBC's Canada Reads and all of our opinions
1: I'm I'm are our, our own. Hello and welcome to
0: Canada Reads. Sorry, I need to do a little bit of technical difficulty there. Okay. Today I'm going to have our participants introduce themselves and have them share how you can follow them on their social media accounts. Larissa.
2: Hi, I'm Larissa from um, Nova Scotia Canada and uh, you can find me on Instagram at the.bookmom, the The link is below. And uh, that is just my personal bookstagram account where I, read and share what i'm reading and do shout outs to um authors and reviews for friends and things like that um it's a lot of fun and i hope you'll join me over there that's also one of the ways i connected with these uh canada reads american style ladies and that has been a ton of fun as well so i guess the only other place you can find me right now is here on their account
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right sarah tell us where we can find you
3: um i'm sarah and you can find me in rural nova scotia canada um don't come find me in rural nova scotia canada but (laughs) um you can find me on instagram mainly that's kind of my home base for social media so it's at s-a-r-e s-h-e-a-r-s the link will be down below in the description box um it's a personal account but i post mainly books my crafts i like to work on so a lot of needlework um baking I'm um, in the odd picture of my super cute boys. Um, and I do have a YouTube channel. It's called Sarah Stitches. And I mainly talk about my um, my embroidery and my cross-stitch projects and a little bit of books and other, my 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 one attempt at crochet. Um, I don't post it very often. So your, your best bet is Instagram. Awesome. And Jolene, tell
0: us where we can find you. Thanks, Shauna.
1: I'm Jolene, and I'm from St. Catharines, Ontario. Um, You can find me on Bookstagram at Bookworm Adventure Girl, and um, I also have a website, which is where I review books and talk about food and a whole bunch of other stuff, travel, those kind of things. Um, But it's mostly books, and that is at also BookwormAdventureGirl.com. And I do have a Facebook page just started, um, and you'll be surprised to know that it's also bookwormadventure.com so so the links are all below and we're good to have anybody join us
0: thank you jolene and last but not least i don't who is this last person i can't remember her name
4: hi i'm rebecca i'm shauna's better half anyway we uh are asking you to follow us of course on youtube so if you're watching this right now we're on YouTube, so please uh, subscribe. That would be wonderful. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and it's uh, Canada Reads American Style. And I just wanna say it's been so much fun. We've only been doing Instagram since October, I think. And it was funny, we put out a call to say, would somebody like to chat with us? And I think Sarah was the first person to I think Sarah was. I think first. it was me.
3: I think what it was, was Larissa.
4: You, you, you were, oh, that's right. It was Larissa. Then it was Sarah because we talked to Larissa first on our podcast. Oh, that's right. We have a podcast too. We almost forgot about that. And uh, again, same title, same name. But anyway, and then Jolene is with us more recently. But I have to say, I've gotten so much out of knowing all three of these women, uh, the book recommendations you've made, the reviews that you write all the content, all the wonderful, fun, funny stuff that you do, because I love your boys, Sarah. They're so cute. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> we're just so thankful that we've had this opportunity because it, Sean and I just started this thing, and now we hit, feel like we have really great Canadian friends. So thank you so much for joining us on on our adventure.
0: Yeah, and we we're learning the, the correct way and the wrong way to eat chips. So... That's right. <laughs>
2: Which is probably not a Canadian-American thing, for the
0: record. (laughs) So today's book won in a vote of four to one, which removed Son of a Trickster from the competition. And We Have Always Been Here by Samra Habib is the book that brings Canada into focus for 2020. And I'm curious... So do we want to do a round of applause to celebrate? That <laughs> yeah, it won? Yay. And what do we think about? We have always been here winning the competition for this year.
4: Can I all right? Can I start? But I don't want to I wanna say something about son of a trickster because the thing that I got most out of today's program was Dio's opening statement that she read i told shauna earlier today if i had been sitting at, on that panel because sometimes you can change your mind at the last minute if i've been sitting on that panel that is the book i would have voted for hands down and and because of all the other conversations i get it but that 100 percent based on what she said i would have voted for that book to win canada Reads.
2: um so i have something to say about we've always been here winning as well but i want to just echo that um i being the one of the five of us who was championing, Son of a Trickster um, was, I didn't know I was feeling all week about um, the arguments being made for Son of a Trickster. And I think that Tia really hit it out of the park today with her opening statement and her closing statement. The statement she made about, isn't it time for an indigenous storyteller to become the storyteller that is chosen for Canada Reads? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Especially because in the past, like Indian horse, did not win that year. That was an incredible book. Um, And I just, I really related to what she was saying, not as an indigenous person, but in the like, the first storytellers of Canada, I think it's time that um, an indigenous voice is the one that was chosen. Um, And I, so I think she did a really good job of that today. I will lead into the answering the question you asked, if you don't mind, Um, thoughts about, uh, we've always been here winning. I understand, I understood the points That were made for the book. Um, uh, It was not a favorite of mine. I felt like it was lacking in a few places, Um, but the intersectionality was an excellent point. Um, Amanda was an excellent um, point maker. I feel like there's been a lot of talk online about whether or not she had the best debate etiquette, but I will say that she was a strong voice and she did have really good points for the book. And ultimately, Son of a Trickster is being made into a CBC TV show already. It is getting excellent exposure. It has already had a second book. It has a third expected. Um, And I am very happy to see that Samra and We Have Always Been Here is now going to get the exposure that comes with being the chosen Canada Reads book. Um, I think she deserves the exposure and I think the community deserves the exposure. So I'm glad it won in that respect. I'm disappointed Son of a Trickster didn't win because that was the one I was hoping for, but um, there are definitely there are definitely reasons why we've always been here was picked.
0: Do you, uh, Jolene or Sarah, do you want to chime in? Do you have any thoughts? Sure, sure. I, I, <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead, Sarah, go ahead. Um,
3: obviously I'm so super excited because from I, I loved this book from, the day I started reading it. Um, and, you know, uh, Shauna and Beck and I had some good conversations about this book really, really early on before, you know, months ago. And um, I, so I'm really excited it won because it was my choice. But aside from that, I think the two books in the final, um, Son of a Trickster, and We've Always Been Here are so wonderful and they're so different. I think they were actually really well matched at the end because you weren't putting a like an indigenous story up against an indigenous story. I think it was really cool to see, um, see the discussions that were very different about both books. I'm also really thrilled that um, they were both BIPOC authors. I think that was, Really wonderful, and also um, also defenders. So I really love that, and I really think this is a monument year for Canada Reads. So I, you know, regardless of who came in first or who came in second, I was just so happy with how things went today because I really it it matters. It matters always for the author. It didn't matter for me at the end um, because I just I think I think you know the program really really won this year in general. first time a female defender or female defender defending a female written book and they both happen to be people of color so um or BIPOC I guess is the, the more appropriate term there but um so I'm just I'm
1: just I'm just thrilled it uh, it's made me really happy today yay uh just to follow that up yeah I um I was hoping that um we have always been here would win today and I was I did think that it would be in the final two uh, so I'm very happy about that um, I will say that uh Tio did a great job today though I thought this was her best day of um debating and I thought she did, she brought up some very very important points um so my reason I also like son of a trickster so it, it was a win-win here <laughs> no matter who won it was it was you know it was going to be a good thing um, but I, I think I'm happy that it went to we have always been here because there have been Indigenous books in the past in the top five, whether they won or not. I mean, the top five, you make the top five, you're good to go, um, right? So, I mean, I think it brings a lot of, um, of exposure to those books when you're into the top five. But I can't say that I have ever heard a story like we have always been here with a queer Muslim woman telling that story and I so I think it was very unique in that way and that's why I'm glad that that it won out of the two for sure so
0: yeah I would definitely be curious to read uh Samar Habib's next book in regards to like if she lives her life for another 20 years and writes another uh, subsection to see how her life is progressing so I think that would be phenomenal to be able to be able to glimpse into that Uh, part of her life and I like I said yesterday I would love to see more about her photography and her photography influence on her life. So now I think what I want to do is I want to ask each of our participants to ask us a question and we will go through and answer them and that will uh, round out our recap of the Canada Reads 2020. So uh, let's see here. Why don't we have our winner, the competition winner. We'll have Sarah go first and that will be your reward for championing. We've always been here
3: (laughs) and our recap. I got a trophy in the mail today for something else, completely unrelated. And I I was going to put it like right here on the shelf. (laughs) I decided not to be that cocky. Um, I'm furiously going through to find the wording for my question. Um ooh, hang on. Oh, I am so
0: sorry. I can't it's okay. And Sarah, what I'll have you do is you can choose who you want to answer in the order that you wish. So I'm just
3: I'm gonna I'm, I think I remember it. So my question was: um, go, thinking forward to the next competition, or you know, a couple of years away, whatever you want. Who's someone that you would love to see as either a a defender or maybe um, an author to be brought into the competition that maybe hasn't been there before, or you know,
4: something like that. <laughs> All right. So I'll go first. So I would pick Justin Bieber for a to be a defender. Jolene, <laughs> um,
1: I, I like your answer actually, because it's somebody that you wouldn't expect, right? So I, I like that. Um, I was thinking about this and I was thinking more generally than specifically. And I thought, you know, it's, it's a literary competition. It would be very cool to have five other authors, champion mm-hmm. five authors. So, you know, obviously they put out the long list of 15, you know, books. So it couldn't be any of those authors but we have tons of amazing Canadian writers that I think they could choose five people to champion. And I think the conversations would be different too. I think it would be uh, an interesting change to what, I mean, I and I like how they have, you know, it's all mixed up with different personalities and that kind of thing too. But I think the writing writers would be a, a good idea. Mm,
3: that's...
1: Yeah, I love that.
3: Larissa. Um.
2: So I have no idea for what author or book I would want to see on Canada Reads. There's just t- too many. And like, I was even thinking about, okay, what books have I read recently that I really loved and were they Canadian and all of this, but um, for Defenders, I would love to see um, Dan Levy on yeah. Canada Reads, the Defender um, or the classic Canadian celebrity, Jonathan Torrens. I would love to see him too. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, that's so it would good. Be so good, right? Yes. I mean, like <laughs> everybody in
4: our generation would be like, we'd watch it. Okay, who is he? Because I don't know who he is. I know who Dan Levy is, but I don't know the other one.
2: Jonathan Torrens.
4: <laughs> um, he um, he has a
2: podcast right now um, called Tiger and Torrens. And he also wrote a book recently called Canadianity, which actually you might oh. enjoy.
4: Okay. Um was yeah. he yeah. In, but was he,
2: he was, was boy. He was. Yeah, he, okay, was he was trailer boy. Um but like that's what a lot of people know him for but he goes way back. <laughs> who grew up it grew up in like the 80s and 90s know him from um like Street Sense and uh John Avision. And then I'm pretty sure he hosted a real a game show for a really short amount of time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and like that's what I remember him from John Avision. So
3: I was in a cafe with him in Halifax, um, downtown Halifax one time. I went in, I went to a cafe and he was there with uh, Candy Pometer and I I didn't say anything, but I like ran out and I was like, oh my God.
2: <laughs> he walked past us once on the boardwalk and we were with like a stroller, like with this kid. And we were like, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was Jonathan Dorrance. Yeah. That's so good. Another
2: great Canadian personality that I would love to see on there is Ellen Page.
3: Hmm? Oh yeah. 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 Shauna,
0: what do you think? I think I'm going to say something. I do have the fly fly. now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is flying around. I'm trying to ignore it, but... uh, so I'm going to do something completely out of bounds. And this is never going to happen on Canada Reads, but I, I mean, can they're, hold they're your bounds, not ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm a huge romance reader. And one of the Canadian authors that I love right now is Jackie Lau. And she does some hysterically funny romance, which you don't see very much of. And I think it would be so cool to have her on as a author for Canada Reads. Just to yeah, so feel like great. different than uh, the very deep, dark. They're always so
2: heavy, right? All of the books are always so heavy. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I wonder if there's ever gonna be a lighter year or not. Who knows? No, I,
1: don't think so. <laughs> I saw someone on Facebook I think it was on Facebook and they, they uh proposed, you know, little about a poetry year or you know, something like that to do change it up a bit.
3: Do I get to answer my own question?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping so.
3: Oh, okay. My uh my person is Jale Richardson. I think i all and love her. But she she um in her recap today, which was really, really good, um, and she interviewed I can't remember her name, the author of Hope. Uh <laughs> <laughs> not today. She did, she, uh, she interviewed Shannon Bala yesterday. Yeah, so she wrote both people. Yeah, um, people, yeah. Oh, and uh, anyway, she she mentioned that how much she would love to be a defender and it just really got my wheel spinning. So yeah, broadcaster, author, Dale Richardson, I'd love to see her on in
4: CBC she, She's already on CBC. So. Well, you know, one of the things George said was that he, when we interviewed George Canyon, he had said that he wanted to be a defender and they were going to have him, but then he had to wait because a tour or something like that. And I think the same thing with Allie. Allie, when I think he had some, he thought there might be a chance that he would be a defender, but then he became the host. But um, okay. so they plan, obviously they they have to plan so far out just for people's schedules. So maybe she's been contacted already and we just don't know it.
3: She has so many great things to yeah. say about all the topics and she, uh, you know she's good at saying them quickly. And she uh, yeah, I think she'd be wonderful
0: awesome thanks so much Uh, so with the other book uh being in the competition today we're gonna have Larissa go next and sadly since you got voted off yesterday (laughs) we'll have you go after
1: I'm okay with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) um
2: okay so my question and this is it's actually not about today's um debate either um but Canada Reads is all about bringing Uh, Canadian literature to um, uh, you know the public essentially and uh, talking about Canadian books and so I would like to know from everyone other than these five books that were talked about this week because we did talk about them extensively what is your favorite Canadian literature or Canadian written book and um, Jolene why don't you go first
1: Okay, so when I saw that this was going to be asked, I was like, oh my goodness, I have two like shelves, 10 shelves of Canadian authors. And there's so many good ones. So in a way, I kind of have two answers. I love John Irving. (laughs) So John Irving is up there and he's now a Canadian citizen. And he wrote Mm. A Prayer for Owen Meany, which is one of my all time favorite books. But if we were going to choose somebody who's Canadian born and, um, also with the indigenous uh, uh, background and to have indigenous stories told, I would choose Richard Wagamese, uh, he's one of my favorite authors. And I think that um, any of his books would be fantastic to uh, to promote, so.
2: Yeah, he's incredible.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: Awesome. All right, Rebecca, do you wanna go next?
4: Okay, so I have, if I was going to do, and I've only read in the past, cause it's hard for us to get these books, so I have to buy them and quite frankly, I, don't have that big of a budget for books but um anyway uh so in the last year uh um, if i was going to do nonfiction i would do wob canoes the reason you walk mm-hmm. which is just ripped my heart out it was so beautiful and i could not get over it i loved it i loved every word of it and he was supposed to be in sarnia uh i can't remember before the pandemic or during the pandemic or something, he was going possibly come and speak at a, a, an independent bookstore. And obviously that fell through. So I was really, really devastated because I would love to hear him speak uh, in person. Awesome. Shauna,
0: do you have an answer? Yeah, and I'll keep mine short. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so I get most of my books from Rebecca that's Canadian based because we share them since it's so hard to get them here. But uh, one, I'm gonna say one that she hasn't read and it's One Bed for Christmas by Jackie Lau. And the reason why I fell in love with it is the uh, main male character is, one of his jobs is to dress up as a tyrannosaurus Rex, (laughs) and he does these shows. And it's just so hilariously funny how this professional woman (laughs) is walking down the street and she's going to meet up with her friend who's in this Tyrannosaurus Rex costume and they have to stay together because she doesn't have any electricity in her apartment. And uh, they have to make do with having one bed for during the
4: Christmas time, but- And he sleeps in the costume or what? I don't
0: know. (laughs) No, but there's, there's, he wears the costume at least three or four times in the book. (laughs) And it's, it's funny what occurs while he's in the costume, so.
2: Awesome. I love hearing about, um, I actually am not a big romance reader. Um, it hasn't been something that's, because I just uh, never really picked them up. I'm like a literary fiction reader. And I recently read, uh, or just late last year, read uh, romance that I picked up because people said it was funny. And I laughed so much. And then I was like, man, like, I should totally read some of these sometimes. It's so light and fun. Like, what was the title like, do, you re- the do you remember? Do you remember the it title? The, it was The Unhoneymooners. Oh yeah, I've heard
4: that.
2: It's funny. It was like I was impressed. It was really funny. Yeah. All right, sarah
3: Um okay, so mine has been on Canada Reads. This is my favorite book. Um my favorite Canadian book, um The Birth House by Amy McKay. You I mentioned took
1: my it. answer? <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
3: I forgot. Okay. I'm it's sorry. No, no, I'm nice. Keep it.
1: going. We can
2: both say it. It's amazing. It's my favorite. Go ahead. It's, okay.
3: it's worth it. It's really great. Um, so I'm really interested in the matriarchal history of the birth experience. And this book takes place, um, in my community. Um, and it's right on the cusp of the introduction of modern obstetrics, um, in my community. And, uh, I'm sorry about the buzzing. I'm hearing it too when my mic is on. Keep going. You guys can hear? Okay. Anyway, um, and it takes place um, during the time of the Halifax Explosion. So it's at a really important time in our local history. And um, uh, so the book is, it's fiction, but uh, the author does live in the birth house. And um, it, uh, it's, It communicates really well what life was like here and what the people were like here at that time and really still now so it's it's beautiful and wonderful and even if you're not interested in birth or midwifery um, if you have any interest in rural communities and um how people are there for each other but also uh how small communities operate where there is hattiness and um Anyway, it's great. I'm going to keep it short. Great, because
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lead off that. So The Birth House is my pick, too. And it's actually interesting because, Jolene, you said, if you want a Canadian author, Canadian-born. And Amy McKay is not Canadian-born. She's an American who lives in right. Canada. Um, she's a Canadian citizen now. But I actually love all of her work. Um, the Birth House, The Virgin Cure, Witches of New York. Witches of New York was the one I was going to say after The Birth House. So good. Um, and then most recently she did, uh, she wrote a memoir that is also it, it, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a medical, uh, family history memoir, really good. Um, but the birth house is it's, I don't reread books very often and it's one I've read three times. Um, it is my absolute favorite Canadian book. And for all of the reasons that Sarah said, um, and you just really feel for all the characters and to know that she she constructed the story around a woman she discovered living in her house and finding like artifacts around her house. And then like there was a midwife who lived there. And so she just created the story around the f- bones that she had, right? So, um, I love it. I think it's wonderful. Uh, I also, like, I actually personally have a really hard time with this question. I've read a lot of Canadian literature, and also at the same time I, like, forget them all, because I'm put on the spot, except, like, that one book. Um, But uh, The Break this year was also an incredible read and an important read um, and a hard read. uh, So I would recommend that one too, always. And I really loved The Marrow Thieves. I also read that this year. I loved it. Yeah, so I guess that's my answer to my own question. That works
0: out. So go ahead, Jolene, tell us what your question is. Okay,
1: so my question is that um, out of the five books from Canada Reads this year, if you could ask a question of any of the authors or a character, what would your question be and to who? And
0: let's start with, well, let's start with you, Shauna. Ooh, yay. I'm excited because I would ask Jared for his weed cookie recipe. <laughs>
2: that's a great I mean, it was famous. So that's a great question,
0: right? It's super famous and I am a huge baker and <laughs> I would love to be able to know how to make these weed cookies, because if I need people to do something for me, then that's how I'm going to get you to do it for me is to make you a cookie and then convince you to do the thing I need you to do just saying. I don't oh, know if like right. weed works or not. <laughs> it's
1: all good. It's all good. That's great. That. Uh, Larissa, what, what question would you have for?
2: Um, I was at first, I was like, this is really hard. And then I thought of my question and I was like, this actually isn't hard at all. I would ask Cory Doctorow, A, how he decided on the four themes he did for his book how did he narrow it down to those four themes and b is he surprised about the events of 2020 having published that book before 2020 yeah because Great. it is bizarre <laughs> yeah like there is a pandemic and race riots yes and the pandemic is leading to healthcare issues like yeah
4: See, you know what's interesting about him though? He he is so tuned in to to everything in the world. I mean, if you if you get his newsletter, it's insane. You can't even I was so overwhelmed, I actually stopped reading it because there was so much. And I just think he has his pulse on things. And I, and, it, and I'm not saying like always oh, a like a future what do you call it? Like a you know someone who can read the future he's not like that but I just think he's so wired into everything and I think he just sees it coming I swear because he's so
2: he the Black Lives Matter everything. the like the race riots. that stuff I mean absolutely it's really um apparent right now because the riots are ongoing but that's not a new issue like that's not like I when I read the story I was like yeah that's a that's a current event like even though the George Floyd, like none of that had happened yet. Um, the pandemic though, like mm-hmm. we had SARS in what, 2002, or I don't know when SARS was, but it was like not coronavirus. Do you know what I mean? Like we've had pandemics before we had H1N1, but I still went to university. Like we've had pandemics before, but never to this level. And that's what he wrote about. Like, it's just shocking. I just am wondering if he would be like, we like, oh look, all of these things have come to fruition.
4: Okay, Rebecca. I would ask Jesse's grandfather that during the years that he could see Jesse struggling, if he regretted kicking him out of the house and if he would have changed anything about that dynamic and how it all played out. Like, I don't, like, did he feel, I mean, he can't, I mean, it's not his fault, but if if, I'm not a parent or a grandparent, but you know, still, it's not your fault, but you got to have some regret. And um, he, w- he, was, he was clear about saying, if you do this, you're out of this house. And then he did it, and then he didn't forgive him until he was basically on his deathbed. So I would just ask him that.
1: Great. These are good guys. These are,
3: wow, I'm impressed. Okay, Sarah. <laughs> so mine's for Corey Doctor too. Um, <laughs> Larissa and I are like, insane today. Um, So because the fourth novella, um, Mask of the Red Death, which was my favorite, um, is obviously inspired by a ground pose, Mask of the Red Death, it's exactly parallel for me. I would ask him if, um, since Poe is more or less the inventor of Gothic literature, um, if he has inspired any more of our doctor's writing and, I guess and then to uh, bring word from that, just what are his other Larry influences? Where I find his, um, his styles really interesting in the way he constructed his novella and the themes and whatnot. So I just want to know, you know, who else who else influenced him
1: because it wasn't obvious to me from the other three stories. Excellent, Excellent. thank you. Very good. Um, Okay, so the answer for me, or the question, I guess, for me is, um, I think I would ask, so mine is for We Have Always Been Here. um, I would like to know more about Samra's mother. And I think my question to Samra's mother would be, you know, there's like the development of how they kind of come to accept Samra. There must have been some kind of spiritual You know awakening there or like i I would like to know how that came about where they were able to accept who samra is um and how they felt about you know samra leaving home and and all of those things and just kind of how they are how that came about i would like to know more about that story so I, i would ask her about that
0: yeah that's awesome so we do have a comment on our a live feed from colleen and she says one of her favorite books is voice of rebellion the author defended the boat people so do any of you recognize that title
1: i don't know i know the boat people but i don't know that one no
0: do you know who wrote the
1: boat people the boat people is sharon bala b-a-l-a the last name she's lovely
4: yeah i love that book i don't
1: see
0: her writing anything else so uh we will move on to uh rebecca's and my question this is this is a question but i've been wanting to ask every single day but i just haven't taken the opportunity to do so so now i'm going to (laughs) What? Because I I am so curious to see if you can narrow down your book to be only one word. And I think my answer for my book is cheating a little bit, but I also think it's like genius. Okay. (laughs) So the question I want to ask is, what is one word? that describes your entire book. Okay. And I looked at the definition of my one word to make sure that it was what I wanted it to mean. I did too. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I will go ahead and start and say that my one word is radical.
2: When you said you were going to cheat a little bit, I said, I, I thought, I bet you she thinks it's radical.
0: <laughs> I thought I would show you, I did put some extra effort into it by looking it up. <laughs> 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 so funny. So, oh all right, Jolene, what's one book that would describe small game hunting at the local coward gun club?
1: Yeah, I, um it was hard it was hard but i think the word that i am going to settle on is
0: survival that's a nice one yeah okay and rebecca what what's one word that you would use to describe from the ashes
4: my word is luminous because when i kind of looked it up to make sure it's really about bringing light to the dark
0: that's awesome all right Sarah, what is one word that would describe we have always been here?
4: Winner. <laughs> <laughs> I so that's what I would have said. <laughs> um,
3: I we've heard this already today in the debates, but it for me it's the one word that really sums up the most important theme to me in the book and what I why I think ultimately it is the most important, um, and that's intersectionality.
0: Awesome. Okay. And Larissa, that leaves you. What's the one word that you would use to describe son of a trickster? So I didn't um,
2: pre think of this. Like I should have, I was like, I knew that you were going to ask me, but like I didn't put the brain work into think of one. Um, So on the fly here, I just thought of a couple of different things. So I think I'm going to settle on um, recovery and not recovery from alcoholism, even though he does get clean at the end of the book. Um, but there's also the recovery of um, there's the recovery of uh, himself, like uh, not his addiction, but like um, him being a, his own person, he recovers from those toxic relationships. Um, and he also like, uh, yeah. So the recovery from those relationships, like the ex, the mom, the girlfriend, uh, recovery from his addiction, uh recovery to to his sense of self. Um yeah, and and of course recovery isn't a linear process. So even in trickster drift you see him struggle again, but the road is still to recovery.
3: He also recovers like his culture and his spirituality. I think yes. like, and yes. I think that's so important. Like yeah. that,
2: like at the beginning he doesn't have that. And at the end he does he also does recover a relationship. Um with one of his grandmothers and then loses that again because of finding who he is. But it's all kind of like a part of the process.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. Really good,
0: especially on the fly. <laughs> I was worried that you were going to steal, you're going to cheat and use my answer too. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> especially on okay the well i think that really kind of wraps up our week with canada reads 2020 and I believe it's uh, over it is over can you believe it no so the great thing is with it ending so soon like in in july we only have six more months until the long list airs So we don't have to wait as long for the next, for 2021. So Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately we were unable to get Dio or Amanda to join us this evening. Uh, I'm sure that they are celebrating and, or uh, getting uh, consoled, being consoled uh, with their loss. Uh, But I do want to give, big shout outs and thank yous to Akil Augustine for joining us on Monday and George, yep, uh, George Canyon for joining us on Tuesday and Elena Fender, but she goes as Elena Joy online for joining us on Wednesday. So, and we want to thank you guys for tuning in. We're so happy to be able to provide this uh, recap and get some Um, great minds thinking from all across North America and about something that we love, Canada Reads. And now to the special announcement that we were talking about yesterday. uh, Don't forget to, uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be speaking with Ali Hassan next Tuesday. So join all five of us next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to talk with CBC Canada Reads host, Ali Hassan, which I already said. So you should know who Ali Hassan is. Uh, During that chat, so this is like the big fireworks moment. During that chat, we will be doing a $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. So make sure that you're tuning in, okay? And finally, I want to leave off with, I want to thank, do a special thank you to Jolene, Larissa, and Sarah for joining Rebecca and myself this year in recapping Canada Reads 2020. We couldn't have done it without you. And we really appreciate your time and energy and
4: working with us through uh, making this all work. So you made it so, I mean, you just took it to the next level level and just made it so much more fun for us. So we thank you all so, so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for including us and for asking us. I think it's been a great, well, I, I think it's been a great time and I, and I love being with all of you. So it's been, it's been wonderful. So thanks for including us. Yes. Thank you so much. It's
3: been just so much fun. And I'm so grateful for all my new
4: friends. Yay, stay here.
2: I agree. And since they said something, I'll say it too. Thank you so much for including us. Um, it was a. I said this earlier in the week, this was my first Canada Reads. So um, it was really fun and it was really fun to recap and be able to talk through my thoughts and here live on YouTube was not at all intimidating. Um, yeah, and it was really fun and and cool and unique. And a lot of my friends were like, you always do such interesting things. But I was like, I just found these people on Instagram. <laughs> so it's
4: you not know, you know,
3: Canada Reads, right?
4: What killed no. me
2: not at all. I am so excited for next year.
4: Good. But but what kills me is, you know, when we put out the call and said, Hey, if anybody out there wants to chat with us and nobody did. And I thought, gee, like, I'm surprised that like Larissa was the only one, you know, and at the time, and then I, over time, I've started thinking about this because I've talked to others and said, Oh, if you'd like to, and they go, no, I don't No, I don't do that. (laughs) And I think, you know, I think it's because stereotypically readers can sometimes be like introverts, right? And so I think, oh yeah, that's right. Maybe that's why a lot of them have just been like, no, no. So anyway, well, I'm glad all three of you said yes.
0: Me too. And I just want to follow, um, before we say goodbye, uh, Colleen did find the book. The author is, oh gosh, I'm I'm not gonna be able to pronounce that. Uh, Mazda Jamelda um yeah. her family were refugees from afghanistan and when she went back to help women and girls she's referred to as the orphan or oprah of afghanistan
4: she was she was a defender was it last year or the year before year before i think yeah i've been, people. been 2019
1: 2019
4: yeah. yeah yeah she was a defender she and defended she was, both people. And she was going to write her own book too i think yeah yeah uh.
0: And then Deb says, thank you. I'm going to read all of these books and she's already ordered them online.
4: Yeah. going, Deb. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) So with that, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and follow all these wonderful ladies on their Instagrams and their YouTubes and their websites. And finally, uh, Canada Reads American Style Podcast. And uh, we will see you all later. Bye.